0: You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can find notes for this message along with more information about our church by visiting church2911.com. Here's our lead pastor, Rick Hand, with this week's message. So, uh, I start with this right here. This is a, a little bit of Latin. Anybody know Latin? Anybody? Anybody know, know Latin right here? Okay. Uh, anybody pronounce this? Anybody? Uh, let, me, let me give it a shot. De profundis clamo a de domine. All right. I practiced that a whole lot to be able to say that to you. Okay? And you all know what that means? psalm 131 that's that's the the latin translation of psalm 131 and cole he actually quotes this uh toward the the beginning of the movie and it means out of the depths i have cried to you O lord now in this movie the only two things you need to know if you've never seen the movie i think i think if you need to just know this and you can follow me today is cole is a little boy that that sees dead people okay uh and if you've never seen the movie you've probably have heard that before that cole sees dead people and then uh bruce willis plays malcolm who is a child psychologist that is trying to help cole the situation that's all you really need to know about if you've not seen the movie that's all you need to know right now just to get started this movie well cole early on he is quoting this as as he and Malcolm meet. As Malcolm walks up, he says, "What was that you said?" And and, and Malcolm has to actually look it up because I, he doesn't recognize what the Latin uh, what the Latin is. And he finds out it's this scripture. It's from Psalm chapter one thirty and verse one. And uh, when I start thinking about this and thinking about, I want to start right here because every person alive has a dark place in their life. A place that they have been, a place that they have struggled, and some, for some of us, it's a place they continue to live in. Like it's not just it's not just been a thing that they've dealt with in, in the past, but it's something they deal with day after day after day. Every one of us has a place like that, and so every one of us has this cry in our heart for. Is there, there's got to be some help with this place. There's got to be some help here somewhere, and but most of us don't know. The, I mean, the place to cry from that dark place. The person to cry to is, is God. And, and as, the, as the psalmist writes there, and, and, as, you know, and as Cole is even reciting that there, there's the call. He, he's in a church when, when he does this. He, he keeps stealing these little, uh, these little uh, Jesus uh, idols that people are leaving at the church. He keeps stealing those because he, he, you know, he's kind of like in one of those times of, I want all the help I can get, you know. And sometimes, you know, people are that way even when they don't really necessarily believe God, then maybe they're not following him but they get to a place where i just want all the help i can get and again this is why we need to be talking more about what we believe what we think and what 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 our faith is really about because there are people out there that are crying out they just don't know where to cry out to. okay so this movie first off this movie is about miscommunication all right and uh, let me give you some examples of, of, of the miscommunications movie to show you how it doesn't happen. Now, Cole doesn't want to tell his mom that he sees dead people. I mean, I wouldn't want to tell anybody that either, right? You know, because they're going to put you in a mental institution. A teacher uh, in the movie had the nickname Stuttering Stanley when he was young. Stuttering Stanley. He could have had all kinds of different things, but they chose Stuttering Stanley. The writer chose Stuttering Stanley as, a, as this. And so another, another time that miscommunication is a theme here. And then Cole, at one point, tells Malcolm, "I don't want to talk about anything right now." Has anybody ever felt that way? Don't want to. I don't want to talk about. Any, there are times I don't want to talk about anything. You know, just want to veg out. And uh, there's there's a time that uh, Cole asks Malcolm, "What do you want more than anything?" So the little boy asks the, the child psychologist, and uh, and the child psychologist says, "I want to be able to talk to my wife again." And you know, and I've heard that quite a few times from people. I want to just be able to talk to my spouse again. Uh, and uh, Malcolm's advice to Cole at one point in the movie, he, said, he tells him to listen to those the, these dead people who, who keep coming to him. And he also tells him maybe it's time to say things to someone closer to you. Not just me as your child psychologist, but someone who is closer to you. And uh, so, it, so finally, at the, the, the very first, final scene that Cole is in is with his mom and he says he tells her finally I'm ready to communicate with you now tell you my secrets and that's also in that scene we find out that Cole's mom asked a question at her mom's grave something she had asked years ago at her mom's grave so this is a movie that is about miscommunication about how how people aren't communicating i mean nobody's communicating nobody's talking to one another and and you know what happens when you don't talk (laughs) i mean a a lot of things and a lot of bad things happen And, and and you know uh we have more and more problems in our relationships we have more problems in our life because we're not communicating and if you think about it the lack of communication or no communication is a type it's a form of miscommunication because we're communicating all the time like with our body language with our you know with uh, our facial expression some of you guys really communicate real well with your facial expressions let me tell you you know and and people read things into the way you act so if you're not verbally expressing how you feel then you are miscommunicating so even that is miscommunication and that's something that a lot of us struggle with is the lack of com- communication in our lives We don't communicate. I want to tell you something. Sitting here right now in this room, there are people dealing with the exact same things that you're dealing with. But what we tell ourselves a lot of time is nobody else knows the pain that I have. Nobody else struggles the way I'm struggling. Nobody's dealing with the temptation I deal with. Nobody nobody knows the hurt that I've been dealing with. But there are people, there are people in this room who have lost a child just like you. There are people in this room and back in the day when when uh we used to not talk about things i mean we're a little more open about these things now but but you you know like i'll have people come to me sometimes say pastor don't tell anybody but pray with us about this you know and then somebody else tells me they've got the same problem you know and i and i want to say well yeah i was just talking to someone else so you're not alone but i can't say that you know because they 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 came to me in confidence don't don't tell anybody pastor you know, and I have this all the time, and you guys, you guys think you're, you're all alone in the struggles that you have, and, and back when we used to not talk about this thing, it used to happen all the time with, with miscarriage. As a family would tell me, Pastor, don't tell anyone, but we've just had a miscarriage. Would you, would you pray for my wife? Would you pray for my husband? He's really dealing with it very hard, and, and, and I wanted to say, and I couldn't say, but there are people in this room who have dealt with miscarriages? There are people in this room who have, who have children who have walked away from God and are not serving God right now. You're not the only one. There are people in this room who have, who have dealt with abuse, physical abuse and sexual abuse. We still don't talk about that a whole lot, right? But there are other people just like that in this room. And, and here's what I'm saying to you. Make a friend because you, there are people, you're not doing this alone. There are people just like you dealing with the same problems that you're dealing with in this room right now make a friend Uh, go to a meetup you know or and sign up for a grow group when we kick those off at the end of the summer again Uh, come to dream night tonight we have a lot of fellowship afterwards have a have a meal afterwards tonight and hang out and just just make a new friend and and uh, find someone who is dealing with some of that same stuff you are after service we're going to have prayer team members on both sides of the stage and they've been praying all week long your need and because they they don't know who's coming to pray with them but they've been praying about the needs that uh, that are gonna that are gonna show up at the end of the service today and so if you've got a need then make yourself a prayer friend if you've got something coming up this week that you really need somebody praying with you (laughs) come tell a prayer team member give them the time give them the day this is i've got this situation and i want you to be praying with me that time and they'll do that make yourself a friend at the end of the service uh something we do on the screen is you might notice that five five minute countdown call it the five-minute rule that for the first five minutes talk to people that you're not going to talk to the rest of the week you know what i'm saying is make a friend because there's somebody else here and and it's not just for your sake it's for their sake too because they're also dealing with and struggling with that same problem you know and, and 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 what happens when we don't communicate is we also have misunderstanding and that's one of the other things that this this uh, movie is about this movie is about misunderstandings and uh there was a little bit in the in the trailer a little clip in the trailer where they're walking together right there and i uh, will show a little bit of that again uh let me let me tell you a little things that it says right before this clip also is they're walking together cole and the child psychologist malcolm and uh they're talking about this this, this guy named tommy that his mom has set up to walk with Cole to school and and he says Tommy your friend and Cole says no he, he hates me and he said your mom set that up I said yeah she set that up and and so there's there's misunderstanding there right Cole hasn't told his mom what the real problem is she thinks he just needs a friend right and that ever happened to some of you when you were kids your parents really just didn't understand but most of the time it's because you hadn't communicated right or maybe for you parents you're trying but you just don't really know what the problem is or in whatever relationship you're in and so this, this kind of lack of communication is what has led to so much misunderstanding in Cole's life. Let, let's look at this clip just a little bit. Did you ever talk to your mom about how things are with Tommy? I don't tell her things. Why not? Because she doesn't look at me like everybody else, and I don't want her to. I don't want her to know. Know what? That I'm a freak. Hey, you are not a freak, Okay don't you believe anybody that tries to convince you of that you don't have to go through your life believing that okay so because people didn't understand him they called him a freak right and uh, we've used those names sometimes calling people names that you know and and maybe sometimes they're not bad names even as bad as freak but we sometimes label people. Why? Because we don't understand them. And when we don't understand, that's what happens. And, and, and you know, we don't, we don't want to hang around with freaks, do we? We don't want, you know, do we really want to know people that are different than us? Do we really want to understand people that are different? No, we don't. Think about it. How much time do we put in to knowing people that are different than us? How much time do we put in to understanding? We see somebody that's, that's different than us. And we label them weird, freak, whatever. Something worse, maybe, if we're not careful, right? We name them. We don't don't put any time into understanding them. We don't don't want to be friends with those kind of people. We want to hang out with people who have it all together, right? You know, the, the, the person that has it all together. Everybody wants to be their friend. We want to be friends with the friendly people, right? We want to minister to the saved. We want to preach to the choir. We want to pray for those who are already well nobody wants to eat with the malnourished and the homeless that's not who we invite over to our house we don't want to we don't want to be friends with with uh, those who are chronically depressed nobody wants that to be their best friend we don't we don't i mean we grow tired and weary of of encouraging the people who are, who are hurt and struggle to have so much drama in their life we don't want to lay hands on those who have disease right so it's really easy to say, well, you know, they're, they're, we're just so different. But God put us here to reach those who aren't like us. And as a matter of fact, you need people who are different than you. And, and when those different people come into your life, it's not for you to put up the wall. I meant, you know, I, I, I'm you know one of my favorite stories about you know about weirdness is you know about two two best friends you know hanging around talking talking about how weird the world has gotten you know everybody in this world is weird but you and me and sometimes I worry about you right I mean really I mean everybody's weird but me because in my own eyes I'm the norm so everybody else is weird but you know as they say you're somebody else's weird and if it hadn't been for Christ and it hadn't been for Christ in somebody else You would still be weird you'd still be on the outside but somebody somebody made your weird okay enough to get to know you and to help you become the person you are in Christ today somebody not just somebody helped you do that because that's the way he does it he doesn't do it in a vacuum where it's just you and him it's with people and you are that person for somebody else So, so let me let me lay this out with you Three reasons we need each other okay and, and and one of them is about age okay and uh you know we need we need people you know who, who are like uh, uh, different uh, different ages than we are and i know everyone immediately thinks of yeah we need people that are older than us well we we need people that are younger than us too um let, let, let me lay it out like this you know i grew up in the 1970s the best generation the best time in this country to grow up is there anybody else growing up in the 70s say amen a few people okay y'all didn't sound really excited about it (laughs) you know but the 70s was the best time to grow up unless you grew up in the 90s or you grew up in the 2000s then that was the best time because that's your generation that was your time right but that was your decade you know, the clothes were better in your decade, the music was better in your decade, and all of that, because that was yours. And so, you know, here's what I could do, is I could find those few people that said hey, amen, even they were, though they weren't really excited about it. I could find those, and, and we could all hang out together, and you know, they could tell me things about songs that I, I never knew that, about that song from the 70s, or bands, or whatever, and, and, or, or maybe something going on in the world that I kind of I kind of slipped by me, because In the 70s, I I was really just interested in girls, you know. (laughs) Wasn't really interested in the the news and things going on, you know. And so maybe they could tell me a whole lot of stuff. And so I would be getting wiser and wiser and wiser about things in the 70s. I would would be getting wiser and wiser about things in the 70s. But not about the other things. And well, is that all I need to know about? Because, listen, I don't know if you know it or not. We don't live in the 70s anymore and some of you might say for real right these aren't the 70s that i grew up in that's why that's why i need uh, let me give you the scripture this is from book of psalms uh, proverbs i'm sorry proverbs 1920 get all the advice and instruction you can so you will be wise the rest of your life now that's not the only place the Bible encourages us to get get wisdom and instruction from other people. If you'll go to the Connect page uh, where Chandler was saying where the sermon notes are, I, I've listed a whole bunch of scriptures right there. Okay, you can you can just click through them. And you can say, I think I think you click the link and all of them show up on one screen all at one time. Okay, because there's a bunch of them. And and you know I, I think we we look at this and say, well, you know God said that and that was back in a time where you know you know all they had was one another. I mean you and I today, you know we've got Google and YouTube you know so we're experts in everything right you know all we got to do is you you know Google it or bring up a YouTube and we know how to do everything you know and I've done that I've watched YouTube videos how to do something but you know what every one of those videos they leave something out there's something that's there is a step there's a they give a picture picture picture, picture but there is one picture that doesn't show me how this thing goes and this thing and connects to this thing and there's nobody to ask right Because it's a video. Oh, I know. You can go down in the comments, and you can type in a question. And how long is it going to take you to get an answer to that question, right? You know, because it's Google. It's YouTube. It's just those kinds of things. I mean, you need... People in your life and it's like you know I, I, I got I got a buddy he's a great buddy you know I, I share some things with him you know, I share I share some things with Kurt every once in a while you know and, and Kurt you know he doesn't say well that is the stupidest thing I have ever heard anybody was trying to do you know he doesn't do that he's a great encourager friend because he'll just say hey maybe if you do it this way it might be better Man, that's awesome. You know, it's awesome to have a good friend like that, right? Somebody who doesn't make you feel like an idiot, you know, but that just, you know, does tell you, hey, here's a better way to do it, so you don't electrocute yourself, you know, so so you don't fall off the ladder, you know, here's a better way to do it. And then you know what? If he gives me the advice and I start trying and it messes up or I, I don't know exactly what I'm doing, you know, maybe there's one step missing here and I can call him right back because he's part of my life. And you know what? And so I've got Kurt on speed dial, I've got electricians on speed dial. I've got plumbers on speed dial, you know, all these people I need in my life, you know, that I I sometimes call them, you know, my dollar, my phone of friends, you know, or dial an electrician, you know, that kind of thing. So I can ask a question and have all these people in my life. And that's, that's, that's what I'm talking about here. You know, I know they didn't have that. And so you have to say, well, they just want but did Google and YouTube really replace the need we have for people in our life? No, it did not. You need people in your life and they need you in their life. And it doesn't matter about the age. It doesn't matter because it's not just about, and it's not just about older and younger and younger and older. It's about both of that. It's about experience too. You know, y'all know experience, right? Because that's normally what we think about when we think I need an older person in my life for experience. But everybody has different experiences. Okay, let me tell you one of mine. I don't know if you know this or not, but when I got married, I was living in the same house that I came home from the hospital in when I was a baby. I had lived in the same house my entire life from from when my mom brought me home from the hospital until I married Dava, and that day I, I moved into our new house together. And ever since then, David's had me moving all over the eastern half of the United States. We've been moving everywhere: Chicago, Little Rock, Dallas. I know, I know, you can tell that accent, right? You can tell I've been in Chicago for a while, right? You know. And, and so we've moved a whole lot. I actually counted up this past week, and I, I and she was in the first service, so I, I didn't say the number I came up with. I just said it was over 15 because I knew she'd she'd uh, be upset if I told you how many. Probably, you know, it's over 15 places that we have lived since we've got married okay now that's the way i like to tell the story that it's all her fault right (laughs) and uh, actually a lot of it is because of ministry we had a lot of short-term appointments so that we did about three or four short-term appointments that we did and so so that that added a lot to it and i wanted to tell you guys that because i didn't want y'all think we were running from the fbi or anything like that and that's why we've been moving a lot okay so so we've moved a lot do you know what you have to do when you move one of the things you have to do is you have to hang pictures i hate hanging pictures but because of the numbers of houses that we have lived in i believe i am more experienced hanging pictures than anybody in this room now i don't think we've got any interior designers and decorators in here so i think i'm pretty safe in saying i have more experience hanging pictures than anyone in the room okay so that's experience that has nothing to do with age right has nothing to do with age It's just experience it doesn't make me smarter than anybody It doesn't make you smarter than me or any of that kind of thing It's just that's my experience, okay, but it's not just about age. and It's not just about experience. It's also about perspective Let me give you this Okay, here's my number one piece of advice as a as the most experienced picture hanger in the room And I hate hanging them don't ask me to come to your house and do it, okay But the most experienced picture hanger in the room let me give you my biggest advice when hanging pictures When you're hanging that picture, you need to ask someone with a different perspective than you, is it straight? Because what looks straight to you is not going to look straight to someone who is 10 steps away from you looking at it. You need to ask someone with a different perspective, is it centered between the two corners of the the wall of the room? You need to that's what perspective is. It has nothing to do with age, has nothing to do with intelligence, has nothing to do with experience. It's just about perspective. So let me say this, to to really get understanding and get wisdom, you need all these people in your life. You need younger people in your life, you need older people in your life. You need people with experiences different than you, and you need those with a different perspective than you do. Because, you know, it, it would be really easy to just stand up here and preach my perspective on politics you know and anything i say next out of the you know anything i say about that now is going to you're going to say hmm okay that's that's where how he leans," and you're going to go there you know i can give you my perspective on that but there is somebody in this room that does not have that same perspective and i'm going to cut them off and they're not going to listen to me the rest of the service i could choose to do that or i can understand everybody comes from a different perspective because someone else in this room was raised differently Someone else grew up in a hole that is different than the hole of the darkness that I had to deal with when I was growing up, or that I still deal with today. And we all have different, that's why we need all these people to keep us in check. You know, I believe this is how cults develop. Is because, you know, as they start saying, hey, let's do this, I believe this, and I say this, and I prophesy that, there's nobody saying, hey, wait a minute, (laughs) let's check the Bible on this. And a cult develops, you know, or, or maybe somebody says, let's check the Bible. And they say, oh, yeah, but I've uh, I got the scripture uh, there. Now it fits. And they twist and turn it until it fits. There's nobody who is really saying. I believe that's how cults happen is because they don't have all of these people in their life. And that'll happen to you. I mean, I, I, I got a great a, a friend, a guy that uh, he was in uh, the second youth group I was ever. Uh, I was youth pastor. And he is so far off base. And one one day I just, I mean, he's just posting all kinds of crazy stuff. And I just tried to share something with him, just me and him personally, you know, not really call him out. And man, he just blasted back at me like, I know more than you. I learned more than you ever learned. And I forget he had some weird name for seminary and I didn't go to seminary. So anyway, but, but it's like he could not be called out. He had no one in his life that he allowed To be these people we need these people in our life okay here's here's the last thing this movie is about it's about illusion or should I started to say this but it's about illusion or delusion (laughs) okay delusion and um you know the difference an illusion is something that just doesn't look right you know it's uh, you kind of misjudge it or whatever a delusion is something that you cause yourself you have caused it to not look right. You have, you have dreamed it up to not be right. You have, you have become your own little cults because you have deluded yourself into believing stuff. And that's what this movie is all about. This movie is everybody is deluding themselves, and they just don't realize whatever. There, um, there's, um, in the middle of the, the movie, there is this iconic scene. And as just saw a little bit of it in the trailer, and you've probably heard some of it. And I started to play it, but I knew I was getting really close to the end of the sermon right here. And I thought, that's just a little too dark <laughs> for me to play right here because I really want to wrap this up good. And so I just want to read to you some of the things that Cole is saying. This is toward the middle of the movie, and he's saying to the child psychologist, Malcolm, he says, I want to tell you my secret now. I see dead people walking around like regular people, they don't see each other, they only see what they want to see. so so let me ask you first do you see dead people i do every day do you see dead people walking around like regular people when you go to work do you see dead people there at work when you were in school did you see dead people at school i do i see them all the time they're dead they're dead on the inside. They're Physically, they're still alive. They're still walking around like regular people, but emotionally, spiritually, they're dead. Do you see those? Do you see them? Jesus wants us to see these people. He wants us to see the dead people that are walking around that, like they're still alive. He wants to see those, and we're supposed to see those, but, oh, we don't want to do that. I, and, and, and I think about how Cole often would not want to see one of those dead people. Like he, he asked him, uh, Malcolm at one point, he said, make them go away. And I think sometimes that's what we want to do with Jesus. Jesus, make, the, make these people go away that are dying all around. Make, just make them go away. I don't want to deal with that. But no, he put us here to care about those and to see them. We have to see them. But, but as, as he said, they only see what they want to see. And I think that speaks to us. We only see what we want to see we see the people that have it all together those those are our buddies our friends those are the ones we want to have a relationship we, we, we don't want to see and so we, we say just just don't don't make us look at those people make them go away malcolm i mean jesus right make them go away and where malcolm says i'm working on it jesus says i'm working on you matthew chapter 9 let's read let's read this a uh, few verses together Jesus traveled through all the towns and villages of that area, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. When he saw, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them. (coughs) When he saw, when he saw, when, not before, because it couldn't happen until he saw, but, but it's when he saw. He was able to have compassion when he saw not when when it was noticed or when people kind of had a general idea but when he a specific individual when he when he saw when he saw the dead people walking around him when he saw those that had no life when he saw those that had no hope when he saw them when he saw them he had compassion on them because they were confused they, you know just like there was misunderstanding in the movie, were, these people were confused, they were helpless, they didn't have somebody that they could cry to from the depths. They were like sheep without a shepherd and Jesus said to his disciples, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest and ask him to send more workers into his fields. It wasn't until Jesus saw. You see, that's why a lot of us don't have compassion is because we're not seeing when you see, you're going to have compassion. But you can't have compassion on those that you don't see that are hurting. So as long as you've got the blinders up, as long as you've got the walls up, as long as, as you and your best friends have it all together and, and you're not being bothered by people who are dead or people who have problems, you'll never have compassion. You've got to take all that down. You've got to say, I'm willing to see. Show me someone, Jesus. Show me someone in my life who's dead today and needs some life. Show me someone who is, who is struggling today, who is, who is dying inside every day that they live, and I, I've, I've just been ignoring them. Show me someone like that, Jesus. You know what Jesus did? In chapter 10, the very next chapter, the very next verse, he's saying this. He sees them, and he says, oh, so, he calls his disciples. He said, come here, guys. He calls his disciples, and he'll their names right there, the 12 disciples, and then he sends them out to minister into other cities into the byways and the highways and the hedges and he sends them out to minister why because he's seen the dead have you seen the dead do you see them let's go back to cole's quote there because he says one more thing and this one more thing that he says is the reason i wanted to preach this message from when we started talking about blockbuster I wanted to do sixth sense, and I think everybody else in the room was like, I don't, I don't know, you know, and, and you probably were too, right? But this, this, this last little phrase that he says is the reason. I wanted to, to share this. I want to tell you my secret now. I see dead people walking around like regular people. They don't see each other. They only see what they want to see. They don't know they're dead. You See, that's the thing. Is the dead people walking around you, working with you, going to school with you, living in your homes, on your street. They don't know that they're dead. They don't know that they're dead. Cole had to tell them, but that was part of it. Cole had to help them understand that. And some of of them finally get it, right? And some of those around us will finally get it. They don't know that they're dead. They're walking around like regular people, not seeing things they don't want to, just seeing what they want to see. And they don't know that they're dead. Jesus called us to do life together. I I know some of you, your life is pretty perfect right now, so you don't really need anybody else. Good for you, but somebody else needs you. But most of us in this room, we're all struggling somewhere. Maybe you're not in that, that depth that Psalms 130 and verse 1 was talking about. Maybe you're not in that dark of a place anymore, but you're still struggling with something. The thing about it is, to really get the help you need from someone else, you've got to ignore your darkness for just a little while and reach out to someone in their darkness. And when you do that, you're going to start finding the help that you need through that relationship. Thanks for listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. If you have a need, we would love to pray with you. You can connect with our prayer team by emailing prayer at church2911.com or by texting 205-476-2911. You can learn more about our church by visiting us online at church2911.com and by connecting with us on Facebook and Instagram at church2911. We hope this message has encouraged you and reminded you that God loves you and has an amazing dream for your life. As always, we dare you to dream.